0: Welcome to the Beyond Rich Podcast, where we talk about all of those turning point moments that changed everything and the mindset it took to get there. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Beyond Rich Podcast. I am Natalie Lemus, your host. Okay, so today... (laughs) Someone asked me, they said, can you do a podcast on how you juggle everything as a working mom? And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like an imposter with this episode. I feel so nervous and so exposed and vulnerable and like open for judgment. And here's the thing. Here's why. Because I know no one. Oh my gosh, I just hit the mic because I'm so nervous. I know of no one, literally no one. I've tried to look for episodes on this exact topic and I don't know of anyone who exposes the reality of what it's like to run you know a seven-figure business as a CEO and and have kids and all the things like I think people downplay it and they don't actually want to to talk about the realities of what it is to have help and to have support because of fear of judgment in fear of, yeah, being ridiculed or whatever, because it's a really sensitive topic for me, especially because I just feel exposed, right? Which is weird because no one asks men this question. I just have to put that out there, all right? No one's ever going to be like, what's it like to be a working dad? Like, no one. That is not even in our vocabulary. But it's okay. The person that asked me, I love you and I'm glad you asked because it it is something that I've gotten asked frequently. So, Let me rewind a little bit. And because talking about where I am now is not gonna be helpful. I wanna talk about kind of the journey. So rewinding. Oh, I'm hitting the mic again, again. I'm so nervous because okay, let me just put it to you straight. I listened to an episode of um, no, it was either an episode or some sort of post on Instagram from Jasmine Starr, and I love her, but she didn't say anything. Like she didn't give she she was basically just saying, you know, the way that I run my family is like my own business, and I don't, you know, people I don't want people judging me and telling me what I need to do about you know being with my daughter if I'm with her, not enough, and blah blah. But and I literally DM'd and I was like, well, can you please? share, you know, do you have a nanny? How often are you with your daughter? Like, what is your work schedule? And of course, she didn't respond, but I'm like, she just made it so vague and I'm like, can you be transparent because it would help alleviate I feel the mom guilt. Anyways, that was a total aside and but I I I really love her and I've literally been following her since 2000 and what? 2005. Like, it's been a long time. Ugo and I had a photo shoot with her back in the day. Anyways, long story. So if you don't know who she is, you should follow her. She's great. All right, the come up. So when we started, Ugo was working at a bank, and I well before that, Ugo was working at a call center for dispatching. What do you call that? Loads like dispatching, like trucks, like a trucking a trucking call center. You know, can't get much more fancy than that. He worked at a trucking call center and then I was leasing apartments. That is where we began the story. And then he worked at a bank and I was still leasing apartments and selling real estate, investment real estate at the time. And I remember I took this class and I have mentioned it a few times, but it's called Bold. It's a sales seminar. I actually ended up becoming a coach for Bold later on. And at the seminar, they said, okay, you need to figure out your hourly rate. So you take how much you make in a year and you divide that by twenty eighty. If you can hire the task out for less than your hourly rate, you need to hire it out and you need to to focus on things that will grow your income. And and this is for people that have income like no restriction on their income. This is like I don't know about. I don't want to make things seem unachie. I can only speak to my experience, and my experience is this is how we did it. We grow the income, get more help, grow the income, get more help in various forms. So the first form of help that we had was HelloFresh, right? Like just like a little meal prep kit. I would make them, Um, actually didn't think they were very tasty, but it was just like, let's just check the box so that we didn't starve, right? So HelloFresh. Okay, then I made every single one of my lunches like a working lunch. So I would invite potential clients or referral partners in real estate to lunch and I would pay for their lunch or my lunch. And that was all tax deductible. So that was also like a little hack because I'm like, okay, I have to eat and I'm going to, I'm going, so I never ate alone for like the first two years of my career selling real estate. I invited someone, either someone I wanted to get to know better, a referral partner, a potential client, another agent, because they could refer me deals, like who knows? Just anything in my industry to get to know more and more and more people. And so that was huge. All right. So that was that was a way to kinda like knock out two birds with one stone, you know? Okay. So HelloFresh was the first little thing. Then came a cleaner. All right. The cleaner was the other one. I was like, okay, we need a cleaner because I can't I just can't I can't do the cleaning. I can't keep up on it. I am not I my skill sets are not I'm not good enough to be a cleaner. I don't even Oh my gosh, you're seriously gonna judge me. You're already judging you right now, just even listening to me. I don't know how to mop a floor. I know. Privilege. I don't know. My mom never taught me. <laughs> she taught me how to run a business. That is that is but you know, you heard my mom's story in that previous episode, so she knew how to mop a floor, but she did not teach me. She taught me how to sell Girl Scout cookies. She never even... Okay, get this. When I had to sell Girl Scout cookies, she would not come with me to the door. I was seven years old. I'm like, mom, can you walk up with me to the door? She's like, absolutely not. She's like, this is your thing. i was so... I'm traumatized. She pushed me out of my comfort zone constantly. She made me climb trees. I didn't want to climb trees. There's just a lot. I got a lot. I got a lot to work through on that. She made me sell... Uh, my sister and I... She made us sell um, glow stick necklaces at a 4th of July parade. We had to use our own allowance money and we had to buy these glow stick necklaces wholesale. And then we ended up selling them retail at this 4th of July parade. I think I was, I was like 10 and my sister was like seven or something. We ended up getting ambushed like because it got dark and everybody wanted a freaking glow stick and everyone was selling out. We were selling out of our glow sticks and it was insane. insane but we doubled our money and my mom that was like one thing my mom taught us so okay so my mom taught me a lot of things but she did not teach me how to mop and then i did not take it upon myself to google that information as an adult i said i'm like i'm gonna make enough money to hire a cleaner that was just a goal of mine okay don't hate so had a cleaner great love them best people on planet earth thank you god for people that clean homes i'm so grateful so had a cleaner And they would come, I think once a month, which was all we needed at the time. And okay. So that was like the second form of help. And then the third form of help in the business became an assistant. And so my assistant, I remember um, writing down every single task that I thought my assistant could do. So it was like all, anything that was admin, I just wrote it down. Anytime I had like I'm doing an admin type of task, I would write it down and I had an entire list called things my assistant could do. And if I were starting over again today, because I, I hired an assistant who like lives here and she's actually still part of our company, she's not my assistant anymore, but she's still in our company, she's still with us, love her, uh, so grateful too, cause oh my gosh, she's like my right hand for everything. And um, now I have another assistant, hi Melissa, shout out. Uh, <laughs> and Melissa's my right hand um anyways okay so if I had to do it all over again and I was starting you know on a small budget like I was it was a really big deal to hire my first assistant I felt so nervous um but anyways I would hire a a virtual assistant that would probably where I would start and then I would work up to either another assistant that would be like an in-person and I I just took this whole like hourly wage thing to heart and my um, assistant would help me with everything. So this is how, if you want to know the truth about being a working mom and like running a company and like doing these things and, and, and being able to survive, like you have to be willing to give up things. And that might sound weird because a lot of times people, I think they get in their heads about asking for help on things, you know, especially personal things. But to be honest, that is the thing that helps me the most. Because all of those personal things are things that I would have to do after hours that would take away time from my kids. So like washing my car or car detailing, or I have a dry cleaning pickup service that comes, but if I needed a dry cleaning drop off or Amazon returns, or let's see what else, you know, like picking up a birthday present for a birthday party that my kid is invited to, like personal stuff like tons of personal stuff and yeah and i mean my assistant i mean i would love those jobs if i was an assistant because it's like fun little check check the box items and gets you out of the office and gets you to do different things but those are the things that are so valuable to me like i don't look down on those things those to me are like the crucial things that keep my world going sincerely setting up appointments rescheduling appointments confirming appointments all of that type of stuff you know even helping me order just ordering things that that you need sometimes like i don't know stuff for your kids' kids school projects you know there's just like life stuff that's constantly falling i i feel on the mom's plate holla like let's be real this stuff falls on the mom's plate for the most part and so i need i need an assistant like i cannot survive without Melissa <laughs> I just truly can't so back in the day yeah that's that's my that was my first hire so the first hire the first thing was I'm gonna recap hello fresh so some sort of like meal delivery prep thing then the second was a cleaner the third was an assistant which now I'd probably do a virtual assistant and then get a personal like in-person assistant and those things freed up my time to have more free time to spend with my kids. So when I am at home, I'm not worried about all of those other things. And then freed up my time during the day to focus on income producing activities. Okay. And here's what I want to speak to this really bluntly. The way that I am wired and the way that if you're listening to this, you may or may not be wired. I don't know. Everybody's wired a little bit differently. But if you're the type of person that you are entrepreneurial, you want your own business and you are driven towards that and you want to work a jillion hours and and realize like the fruit of your labor in the form of profit and also absorb all of the risk, right? If you're wired like that, then that is not the same person that is wired to that likes to do administrative things. It's just not the same person, and it's okay to be wired differently. And so a lot of people get in their heads, I feel, because they don't want to hire help because in their mind, they're like, who would want to do that job for me or whatever? But that's crazy because a lot of people don't want to do the job that I do. A lot of people would hate to do the type of work that I do and the type of like things that are required for my role, right? And so like what I love about humans is that we all have strengths. We all have things that that come naturally to us and that we're naturally gifted to do. And so by me becoming more successful in my role, I have provided opportunity for like my first assistant has another, you know, she has totally grown and she has another role in the company. You know, like every assistant that I've had, you know, they've been able to get multiple raises and bonuses and different things. And so it's about, you know, providing, I look at it as, A rising tide lifts all boats. That's it. A rising tide lifts all boats. And so, you know, I am the one that has to push the company forward and has to grow the company. That is my role. If I am doing administrative things, I am actually being a detriment to the company. Does that make sense? Like, I am hurting everyone in the company. Everyone is making less money when I do administrative things, everybody makes more money. And achieves their goals when I do sales-related and growth-related things. Okay, so it's a mindset because so many people get caught up in this whole thing. Like, well, I just couldn't have anybody, you know, buying a birthday present for my kid's birthday party, or you know, for their friend's birthday party, or I just couldn't have this, or I, you know, what will people think of me? Or I'm just like, stop that. Like, don't you want to help other people reach their goals, their financial goals? You becoming more successful isn't about you it's about all the people in your world that you can help. That's what it is about. So anyways, that is like my soapbox. I'm like yelling in your ear, huh? I'm like, oh my gosh, stop being so selfish and being so worried. Okay. So an assistant, that was like the next thing. Okay. Then when Tino, for the first two years of Tino's life, Ugo stayed home with Tino, then enter Nanny Vanessa. And she's still with us. And I'm just like, obviously, hopefully you can hear that. I'm just like smiling ear to ear because I love Vanessa. I just love her. Vane, shout out. I love you. Thank you to mucho. You're the best thing ever. She's gonna be so like dead hearing this. But anyways, um, so yeah, Vane, Vane is like everything. She's literally like the glue for our family. I'm so grateful for her. I love her to death. She's part of our family. Like I see her as like, I don't know, like in between like, a daughter and uh, uh, an aunt, a prima, a best friend. I don't know. She's just like the glue for our family. I don't know any other way, like better way to put it. And here's the thing. So many people have struggles finding like their person. And I just want to say like, if you have not found your person for your family to be like that glue, that nanny person that is going to watch your kids during the day when you're at work, right? And take care of like house things, because Vanna does so much more than just um, watching the kids. She does so many house tasks as well. I would call her like a house manager as well as a nanny. And um, if you have not found that person that super gels with your family, you like do not stop until you find that person because the right person will change your life and change your family's life for the better. So yeah, I grew up with two nannies. I had a nanny from Sweden and a nanny from England for various different periods of my life, and I loved it. Like I literally, as a kid, loved it because I mean, nannies were so fun. They would take us out. We used to do so many fun things. Um, and then when my mom and dad would come home from work, they would be ready to play with us. Like they didn't have the laundry list of tasks, you know, that they had to do at the house. So they were fully immersed and focused on us. So it was like quality time. We used to sit on these blue chairs and they would like read books and we would talk about our day. And it was just so, it just, they felt calm around me and they felt like present and loving and like, like there was time and it was playful and we had a bedtime routine. And I never once thought as a kid, like, I'm with this nanny all day, you know, where's my mom? I'm, I'm sure there were t- days that I thought that as a kid. But looking back on it now, like, I, I don't have, I'm not like scarred, right? Like most kids are like in daycare or something, right? Hello. So that's, that's, the, that's the last one is you got to find your person. You got to find your family glue nanny. But obviously that's as your income is increasing, you know, don't, don't listen to this and think, oh, I can't afford a nanny. Like if you're an entrepreneur, your job Your literal job, I want you to reframe your entire job. You think it's about, I don't know, making money or closing deals or whatever. Your job is to provide opportunities for other people. And once you see it like that, your litmus test for success is like, how many opportunities can I provide for other people? And your whole world is going to expand versus you just thinking, it's all about me and I have to pay my bills, but it's my bills. No, you got to elevate your thinking and think, no, how can I pay? you know, five people's bills and 10 people's bills and 50 people's bills right through my company and my work. Hope that helped. I'm sure there's some more tactical working mom tips, but this is my podcast and that's the way I wanted to answer the question. So yeah, start with the vision and work towards it. You'll get there. Talk to you later. Bye.